What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Kofi Warriors, James. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, Episode 1, again. I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WOTR The Show. With me, the other half of the Ironics. We got Kevlar on the Rocks. What's up, Kevlar? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh... We're on episode one. We can't get episode one to episode two until we get episode one right. Yeah, it's gonna. It's been a long time. Uh, dude, it's been cool wrestling. It's been above average, I guess. I remember we. I mean, we were talking about it before about how. Not knowing what's going to change, what's going to be different and such, but knowing that there will be stuff that will be different and will change, that it's mm-hmm. been feeling like exciting, and I would say that it is not let down at all. You know what I mean? No, not at all. You keep expecting something else to happen, something you know to come along, and yeah, it hasn't disappointed, like you said. Yeah, and I can't wait to um, just trash some of the some of the IWC and they're 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 trying so hard man they are trying so hard to make it a brand warfare thing and try to pretend there's a double standard where there's not and I just can't wait to talk to you about that it's so funny (laughs) I scroll through and I laugh because it's like having argument like I don't have the arguments I don't engage I see it and I laugh and I go if you can't tell that that is a non-linear thought I cannot help you get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But dude, what are you drinking? What's in your glass? I am drinking some crown again. Crown peach actually this time. Oh, very good. Very Delicious. Good. I'm having some Terramana in coffee. Well, you gotta stay awake. Yeah, I gotta stay awake, man. I gotta stay awake. I got a I got a long night ahead of me and a long day tomorrow. I'm not yeah. looking forward to life. But <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get through it, and we're going to have fun. So. You can't say that. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is it's just I've got so much going on, and it's all such good stuff. It's not like work stuff. It's like you know family, friend stuff, and just personal enjoyment stuff. But like you you book it all back to back, and you go, oh, this is going to be draining. And it's all like the best times. And then a couple days <laughs> no, later, you're just it. like, yeah. And then you just sleep away a whole day, and you go, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll... You can, I'll Sleep away a day whenever I need to. Yeah, time well spent. Yes, exactly. That's where I feel like I'm in the middle of. I feel like the last week, <laughs> this week, uh, I feel like next week's going to be finally my week to rest. Like, it's nuts. But we'll see. Yeah, that'll go away. Yeah. Then you're going to plan something else. <laughs> Could easily go away. Yeah. 
I'm actually waiting to hear on some other things because that could easily go away. So, <laughs> so we're going to enjoy what we can, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, uh, uh, oh, uh, news-wise, not a lot, but Gene LaBelle did pass away. The uh, yeah. creator of the LaBelle lock, amongst many other things. So it would be cool to see a little video from Daniel Bryan because I'm pretty sure he trained with him. Isn't that why he started using the LaBelle lock and used it as the last guest lock or no? Um, I'm not sure. I thought he I know did. he trained a lot of people, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. But I'm hoping that we start seeing some stuff roll out like like we see with some of the other legends. Like, I'm sure it won't be to the degree of Pat Patterson where everyone's got a million stories, but I'd like to see more uh, pe- about people talking about uh, uh, learning from him and stuff. But uh, So tears in our beers to Gene LaBelle. See you down the road. Yep, yep. Um, and then the other thing that producer lady demanded I say on the show today was happy birthday to Alexa Bliss. Alexa, Alexa Bliss Kaufman Cabrera. It's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, it is. So cheers to her. I I did get her kicked out of. She's been doing it a bunch now. Like we keep seeing it where Ryan's doing shows and he brings her on stage and she just raps "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. <laughs> And she gets so into it that it's hysterical, but at the same time, she did it at Disney. And it didn't feel like a totally Disney-appropriate song. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, I mean, it's one of his cleaner songs, but there is a few things in there I'm hearing her say in front of, like, babies. And I'm all <laughs> like, couldn't you just sing along with him in some other song? Like, you gotta know more than more than that, right? But, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's a go-to karaoke song. Yeah, yeah, that's my one. And we know she's a good singer. We've seen her sing on other like videos and stuff. So just go like for Disney of all places. She was in a Powerline costume too. And I was like, you couldn't have just done Goofy movie song together, like. So it was, <laughs> it cracked me up, but it was it's pretty good. So happy birthday, Alexa Bliss. To be honest, I think Happy Birthday Ryan Cabrera was on like two weeks ago. Um. Either way, dude, let's talk the shows because I want to talk about it. It's been crazy. It's been, it's been pretty fucking cool. It's been a big shift. I know a lot of people. I saw some interviews with like Champa recently when at a SummerSlam, where he was asked directly, "Did he think that Triple H taking over Creative was going to be like hugely refreshing for him? Like, do you look forward to this?" And his response, which, by the way, Champa became my favorite person listening to this interview because of all the ways that he just handled every question. He was so cool. He was so professional. Uh, and he just was, like, so matter-of-fact about stuff. Uh, and just very real, real. Like, it didn't come off, like... It didn't come off phony showman. It didn't come off, like... I mean, I'm not trying to knock the Miz, but, you know, when Miz is on TV as just himself, he's still very much like, look at me, look at me, I'm I'm TV star Miz, right? Uh, so even when he's not in character, he's kind of doing character. Uh, Ciampa came off, like, totally different. Like, you almost think that he's not sure that they're recording. Like, he's just talking to people. It was really cool. It was really refreshing to see. Um, but he was asked, you know, Triple H is in charge. What do you think that means for you? He said, in all honesty... He largely thinks there will be no difference for him. He's like, he goes, it doesn't, I'm not upset about it. He goes, I worked really great with Hunter and I really like Hunter. 
He's like, but I think that my look, my sound, the way I handle myself, he goes, I think I'm just as much a Vince McMahon guy as I am a Triple H guy. He goes, I think my trajectory is going to be largely the same that it already was. He's like, I'm loving what I'm doing. He talked about how much he loved working with The Miz, how his brother's favorite uh, wrestler is The Miz, and how he specifically (laughs) couldn't wait to get his gear to match The Miz's. Like, it was really neat, dude. But That's cool. And it was also funny because, I mean, even we've been critical of of some of the stuff going on with him, especially as he's been going on there and, like, kind of losing. It's like, what are we doing here? And for him to flat out say that, like, that's been no concern. That's that's par for the course. Like, this is going to be fine. I'm going to be doing amazing things. Like, this is just part of that story to get there, right? Um, it was really cool. But I feel like we're seeing different things shift strictly because Triple H is in in charge. Not just because we're seeing new wrestlers come back. But I don't know I don't know if Vince would have done the opening that they did with SmackDown with Pat McAfee drawing all the circles and just going on a tangent for like 10 minutes on a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they need to keep I loved it. I I think they need (laughs) to that needs to be because you know he's a football guy. You know, that's largely John Madden type of thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking keep it. Yeah, I love when he's like, I saw my, he's like, I laid my eyes on my tiny target and there's a little tiny circle right in the crotch. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's juvenile and it's amazing. Yeah. But, but yeah, I going back it. to Tampa, Go like, it's, it's great to hear that because, you know, seeing, and this is where I think a lot of people get lost is like, you know, seeing the character that he's portrayed, you know, since he's been in WWE, you think that he's actually, you know, like that, you know, or, you know, it resembles him to a degree. So, you know, seeing where he's at now, you're like, man, he must be unhappy. This is bullshit. You know, he's, you know, probably looking to get out. And then to hear him flat out say like, Oh my gosh, this is great. I love it. You know, tells the story about his brother. Like, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Very refreshing, like you said. And it kind of made me, like, the way he also said that he he made the decision to go to SmackDown and Raw because he realized that he thought to himself that that was where he was going to be able to achieve all these goals that he had. He wants specific programs with a ton of people. And he goes, I don't want to just have a match. He goes, I don't have dream matches, but I want to have stories. I want to, you know, work with these mm-hmm. guys. Uh, and when you think about it, Champa said for a long time he didn't want to go to the main roster, right? He wanted to stay in NXT. And at a certain point, he made the decision that he wanted to go to the main roster specifically. And that was while Vince was still under power. So he must have at least had the confidence that it was going to go well for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, But, yeah, I like the way that it opened. But I also wonder, would that have happened? Because that's like almost 10 minutes of nothing for the in in studio in not studio in arena the live crowd there's nothing really for them to engage with right like it's probably on the jumbotron he's he was standing at the desk he wasn't standing on the desk he had his little because they showed it he had that monitor that he's circling on i don't know if he was mic'd or not for the whole crowd or if they were just seeing what he was drawing because he didn't echo i mean you would think he would like have to be mic'd up so that the crowd hears him and stuff like that and but 
Yeah, because, you know, it was a long time. Yeah. And, yeah, just to sit in your seat after, you know, hey, here's our opening. Because, you know, anyone that's been there or been to a SmackDown or Raw, you know, they lead into it, you know, get the crowd going. And then if they just sat there not knowing what's going on, like, that would have been terrible. I would imagine we would have heard some booze. I think we were hearing the laughters of people who were just watching the Jumbotron. Because I think they had the, the Jumbotron of the circles and stuff. And so they get the idea of what's happening. And I think Pat is so beloved that probably anybody in the audience wouldn't have, like, been truly mad to look down and see that Pat's doing that and doing that and being like, oh, I can't wait to, to go home and see that bit, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear an echo. And when I think about when we were there, we were right behind him, literally, and they cut to him a couple times, and he was standing there cutting promos on Corbin, and we couldn't hear a lick of it. Like, he wasn't mic'd for the audience. He was mic'd for the cameras. You know? Yeah. And so it makes me think that, but I still loved it, dude. It was so good. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Sitting at home, yeah, watching it was great. Yeah. Where was it? But, yeah. yeah. No, Cleveland was Monday. Oh, you're right. I don't know where it was. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I really liked that. I liked it. It cut to the back, and here we have Ricochet versus Happy Corbin. Mm-hmm. Ricochet getting a solid win over Corbin. Even Ricochet came off. Well, I've been saying it before. A lot of people give him shit for his uh, his his talking, and I really felt like he was coming off really natural the last number of times you see him, and this one came off like I thought really well. There's only yeah. a few lines, but I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any complaints of, you know, Ricochet and uh, Corbin. Yeah. You know, match is good. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Hopefully, a fantastic yeah. match. And whenever Ricochet's on TV, like, he. At least through my eyes, you can't complain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing him in the ring and seeing him perform, it's like anyone that complains about that doesn't like wrestling. Yeah. He's amazing. And dude, and he's one of my favorites to see live. Cause he, oh, yeah. I mean, not only is he spectacular just in there doing his thing, like you can hear him talking to the guys and he'll talk shit and he'll talk to the crowd and he's just loving it. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Dude, the Sami Zayn bloodline through story. Where he keeps trying to get to Roman, and the Usos keep shutting him down. I won't like hit every one of those segments and then you know in order, but overall they went back to it like four times. At one point, Jimmy tells Sammy to go to the truck and make sure that the the entrance goes off without a hitch. Uh, Sammy seems reluctant. Jay came off a lot like he was just tired of Sammy, where Jimmy didn't. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the way that they ended up kind of explaining it away? Where at the end, Jay was more or less like, "Look, we've all got gold. You got to hold up your end. You got to do something." I imagine. I mean, I go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I, I, I liked it. You know, when they kept going back and forth for a while, I was like, you know, what the hell? Like, I was ready for them to, you know, was it Jay to just yeah. sit there and say, you know, you know get the fuck away. Like, we're done with you. Yeah. But, you know, to drag it on, though, I, you know, I wish they would have showed Sammy in the back or, like, in the production truck 
like stressing out during the entrance. That would you be know, really funny. You don't even need audio. He'd be sitting there like, you know, and Sammy can do it. Like, yeah. Like a yeah, family movie type, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cuts to the back and he's like, Pyro now, go now, Pyro now. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that would have been amazing. But I do like that. He's like, hey, you got to, you know, everyone else is, you know, dripping in gold. Like, you need to step your game up. My only that. problem with it is is that Gunther is the IC champion, and I want that to stay like that for quite some time. And I'm not saying yeah. that Sammy is going to beat him, or that it even insinuates Sammy's going to beat him. I'm just saying that. See, you know what I thought was going to happen with that, or hmm. where my mind went, is that we were we're going to see Sammy show up on Raw. And somehow get the twenty four seven title. I was about to ask, do you think he's just gonna try and get the twenty four seven title and be like, look, I have gold now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I think or he's gonna move. pull yeah, or he's gonna try and pull and bring back some belt that disappeared, like the European belt or the hardcore belt. Yeah. That could be cool. If he brought back the European, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Huh. Or what if he comes back with the Canada belt? Some sort of Canadian. Yeah. Sort of like the the old Andy Kaufman intergender championship where it was just like a little flexing yeah, muscle I, on a fucking plate. plate. Yeah. With the Canadian flag in the background. <laughs> yeah. You see, I was even thinking maybe he, goes, he tries to go to NXT. Just, he gets desperate. And, mm, you know, I hey, I'm going to go, you know, Give me the North American title. I want a title for that. Yeah. You know, or I want a shot. But, I mean, they can play it a number of ways. I hope they go with the 24-7 title, dude. <laughs> I like that one. 24-7 is going to be good. Yeah, and I'm just curious, you know, we talk you know, about change and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if Triple H likes the 24-7 title. So, if he doesn't like it, then that's a perfect way to get rid of it. He comes back, look, guys, I got this. Then grabbing it, that's not a real title, and like tossing it. Chucking it. Yeah. It could be. Also, you we could have him go up against Gunther for like two or three matches and just lose them all and get frustrated mm-hmm. and then go chase down the 24-7 title. You know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. drag this out for a month for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's perfect mid-card stuff because you're, you know, you're invested in it. You're curious to see where it goes, you know. It's not just filler. And, and yeah. it's perfect mid-card stuff because it's actually a storyline that includes the main event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, your main event is Roman and the Usos uh-huh. all over and over, right? So if you have a mid-card story where it's a dude trying to impress the main event guys, there's already investment there. And it could pay yeah. off big. Like, that's... I like it. That'd be so good, dude. <laughs> yeah. The, the only other thing that, you know, and of course I'm just nitpicking because... It was great, but I would have loved if Sammy like looked at their shirt and looked down at his and be like, "Oh, I didn't know we we got new ones." Yeah, yeah. And then then you know make a comment about the gold or something, but but yeah, I mean it was it was great. It was cool. Yeah, I love I love the way it, even on Raw there was an, I mean, we mentioned it last week too. 
they're doing a lot more through stories. There's a lot more we're going to open up with this or even like right after we open, we're going to talk about this. And every few segments or so, we're going to revisit that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to come around. What was interesting about this week, though, is that there were through stories. We'll get there on Raw, but there was a through story on Raw that was never quite acknowledged in its entirety. And then there was, uh, um, like, the through story with Sammy was one that didn't culminate with a finish this week. It didn't end up with, and in the main event, he came out and did this, the, that, or the other. It was to be continued. So the idea that it's not just like, hey, we're going to tell you a story with these couple characters that's going to lead you to the main event. It's There's going to be an ongoing story. Yeah. And this is how we're going to see it play out, you know? As uh, Sammy ever won a Slammy? I mean, he gave himself the two Sammys because he didn't win any. That would be funny if he showed up with those again. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, hey, I am the only two-time Sammy Award winner. (laughs) He shows those back up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nakamura versus Kaiser. I thought it was dope. It was a good match. And then the the, the stare down with Gunther and and Shinsuke. I thought it was great. Shinsuke Mm -hmm. looks like a beast right now. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people were speculating, oh, look, it's the Triple H era. Ricochet gets a win. Shinsuke gets a win. Insinuating they would never get wins outside of that. (laughs) (laughs) But. I mean. You know what I'm still feeling, though? I'm still feeling like. I know a lot of people say that they think that the, the, the talent's having fun out there. You can tell they're having fun. I don't think it's fun so much as as excitement for proving something and i think that they're all able to prove that they realistically don't need vince you know what i mean yeah sucks to hear that out loud but yeah (laughs) i'm not saying they didn't need vince to get here no i'm saying that they they need to prove now that they don't need vince moving forward yeah you know yeah you don't get here without vince (laughs) that's for damn sure but there was always that fear and that what's going to happen. Oh, he's getting old. What if he passes away? And then the retirement happens, you know, how, and, and now there's the, not only the company, but the talent have to prove that they can and will succeed without him and go to new heights potentially, you know, like how do we make this bigger? Crazy. Yeah. I think it's funny too. You know, I noticed the last couple of weeks on both shows, that there's fans in the audience holding up signs, you know, thanking Triple H. Yes, because it feels like that. Yeah, it's, it's think, you know, okay. it's fresh again. It's, you know, it's exciting. It's not so much, you know, like the last. I'm trying to think, it's gone back a while, but a lot of it's you know, been so straightforward, mm-hmm. like very corporate, if you will. Where, you know, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do that, you know. And, yeah, it just feels fresh and not completely new, but new enough to be excited about it. Yes, and I think there's, I think it's, yes, 100%, dude. Like, it doesn't feel like we're watching a different show. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's a freshening up of what's already established. 
You know what I mean? The format yeah. hasn't changed much in general. You know what I mean? The way they're approaching the format's changing a little bit. Sam Roberts on his podcast, Not Sam Wrestling, recently said, um, made a really good point that I wanted to to also point out because it's really fucking cool to think about. And it's that's what we're here to do is think about and have the conversation. For the first time ever, the person in charge of creative and in charge of bringing in talent and releasing talent is not in charge of the business, the day-to-day, the corporate. So for the first time ever, we may start seeing decisions made not opposing this, but with only minimal consideration of this. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Triple H isn't going to try and do something that's going to run the business out or going to give them massive fines or something that will hurt them to lose sponsorships. But his primary concern is what's going to make good TV, right? Uh Where before, Vince's primary concern is what's going to make us the most money. Well, he doesn't got to worry about that, Triple H. Nick Khan's got to worry about that. Stephanie's got to worry about that. And if they're aligned with their visions, great. But at the end of the day... Triple H can make decisions and not think about, uh, is this in the moment profitable? He can see it a little bit more scoped out where is this in the moment? Good TV. You know what I mean? Cause those might not always be the I mean, same thing. Yeah. And with good TV, you would think it comes in good revenue. Yes, exactly. But they don't always. Right. So like, I mean, think about, uh, like if we just want to like famously talk about one of the shittiest things, for TV that was probably largely profitable was that zombie match. You know? That was terrible Oh, TV. yeah. Right? It was amazing. Who was it? Damien Priest. Mm. Yeah. And that was when Miz got injured. But it was largely bad for TV, but probably largely profitable. Well, if the person who's writing the TV doesn't have to worry about getting those extra couple dollars... We might not get things like the zombie match. <laughs> That's not to say we won't get another zombie match. We might. Who knows? I don't know. But it's just kind of cool to think about. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that him being in charge means that Shinsuke's was losing this whole time. Uh, I forgot. You said something else that I thought was pretty good. I mean, you've been saying good stuff. but I was saying good stuff. Yeah. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving as we get through it. Um, but, oh, I think, do you think part of why people are finding it so fresh and so good is that, and the thank you Hunter signs and such, do you think that it's people are approaching the show with a different lens now? That it's not even, let's like, if you really scope out, there are some differences we can clearly say that probably wouldn't happen before. However, I think a lot of people are approaching this. Like, I mean, Ricochet beating Happy Corbin, that would have happened before. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ricochet's former IC champion. I think he beat Corbin a handful of times before anyways. Like that would have happened. People wanted to behave like that never would have happened. He's beat him before. Mm-hmm. It, it would have happened. It did happen. I'm yeah. wondering if people are watching it now going, well, since Vince isn't here, we're not going to see all the things that Vince likes that I hate. And so now they're watching it with this love of Triple H this nostalgia for NXT 2.0 and there's a whole other lens where people are excited. Like I said before, I liked the product for the most part, most of the time when Vince was in charge of it. So triple H getting in charge didn't make me think, Oh great. We're finally going to get good TV. I've been enjoying the TV. It did make me think, Oh wow. What are we going to see? That's going to be new. 
You know what I mean? What will be identifiably different? And so it's exciting to watch just from the lens of Vince isn't in charge. What's this going to look like? And I'm wondering if people are being so kind to it just because they're watching it differently. They're finally watching it like a fan should watch it. Yeah. Like they're not hate watching it anymore is what I think I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think people are looking at it, you know, through a slightly different lens. Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, stuff that, you know, people want. Because to me, it, it seems a lot more, I don't want to say off the bat, just he's giving the fans what they want and stuff like that. But... but. You know, seeing seeing the returns that we've seen, you know, and seeing the stuff that we've seen so far, it has been very fan rewarding. Yeah. And I think that's what people are, you know, like. And I also just wonder if, you know, a lot of these fans are also just not used to, to like, like they know, they obviously know who Vince is, but they've never they don't go far back enough to appreciate Vince. Yes. You know what I mean? And with Triple H, it's like, hey, I, I saw him wrestle before, and, you know, I saw this, I saw that. And, you know, I saw what he did with NXT, so, you know, you can see the progression yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think it is – I think people are excited again. I think, I think so. you know, I think, like you said, people are watching it as fans. They're not trying to nitpick everything. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks and, you know, on the way the storylines are going to go, it might not be as predictable. We'll see a lot of these wrestling journalists get more things wrong, probably, in my opinion. They haven't gotten any of the abuse right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, there was a report that Cross was in in conversation with WWE and that, that he might mm-hmm. be coming back because he's on the list of names they want back. Mm-hmm. But at no point did any of them say he signed. He's in the building. He signed, they yeah. knew when Brock was not in the building. They didn't know when he came back. They had no idea yeah. that Carrying Cross was in the building. They had no idea that Dakota Kai was in Nashville at all. Yeah. Like. Fuck, you know what I mean? They had no idea the EO. Yeah. Last we heard from EO was that she had one foot out the door. She was looking at leaving. You know what I mean? Like, they've been wrong yeah. about everything Triple H era, and I wonder if also part of that is the excitement backstage isn't leaking anymore, right? If people are disgruntled backstage, they're giving themselves something to do by leaking to the journalists. Mm-hmm. Where if they're excited backstage, they might fucking zip up. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Well, yeah, just the the pops that I've been complaining about for the last few years. Yeah. You know, outside of the only thing I saw this week or since Triple H has come back is the um, them saying Riddle's going to be back tomorrow or next week. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, is that really that big of a deal? Like he was hurt. You know, there's an interview. You know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I can't remember somebody off the top of my head, but like a decently big return, 
you know, like when Bailey came back, it would be like they tweeted out, oh, Bailey's going to be at SummerSlam, or, you know. Yeah. A lot of times they've done that the last few years, and it's been frustrating. So to see the shocks and the pops and stuff like that, like, that's what made me always like wrestling, so. Yeah. It was funny, actually, after SmackDown, producer lady looked at me, and she's like, Kev's going to love that the pops are back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she looked at me and said that because of what how how it ended and we're about to get to there. Um, but before and what's funny we, too? Go ahead about Cross real quick. Is last week I almost mentioned it when we were talking about Judgment Day. I was like, oh, Cross would be like a great fit, and I was like, eh, it's speculation. They don't know if he's coming back or not. And then he shows up. It's like, damn it. Said well, I mentioned before SummerSlam that you know Seth Rollins could end up with the mystery opponent of Cross. Yeah. And I even said, do it right. Bring him in with mm-hmm. Scarlet. Do the entrance. Do it the mm-hmm. way that it was always meant to be done and not with what had happened. Because here's the other deal is that Scarlet and Cross were on a, an interview after they had left, and Scarlet was out with injury at the time. I don't know that they intended to not bring them up together, but she could not be on TV at the time. She had she had um, an injury. Absolutely. And that was never so, known, was it? No, no one ever talked about it. And even the dirt sheet that reported or that had the, the thing didn't even use that snippet. I was like, mm. they just told you why. Like, that was huge. Like, yeah. why are we not going to say, oh, hey, for everyone who's wondering why that happened, it wasn't because Vince hates him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so fucking weird. But, you know, I guess that's the, that's the point of the clicks, right? That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv Morgan promo. This made me real sad, dude. She was having a hard time keeping it together. The crowd was really shitting on her. Mm-hmm. They were booing her as she even started talking. But, I mean, they kind of did it to themselves by replaying that tap out and replaying it so clearly. Remember we talked about yeah. last week that, hey, I think it was a, a matter of timing. I think that she was meant to probably tap right on the second of three so you could give doubt. And yeah. she, she, she went on to say pretty much that. I thought I heard the three count, so I tapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you go, well, fuck. It was poor timing. But at the same time, like, her ears were were covered with legs. She had her face down. She couldn't see. Like, the first thump. There's so many times I think I hear a three count and realize the first thump I heard was the ref hitting his nose. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's really tough. And so, yeah, I just... It was so sad to watch her get choked up. You could see her just trying so hard not to cry. Kayla looked so fucking frustrated at the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and then they were chanting, you tapped out. And then she cursed on TV saying, thank you for calling me on my shit. Mm-hmm. I felt I bad, man. Like, damn it. Shit. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know how no, she was... could have addressed it or, or not, but what did you think? Yeah. It's... It, like you said, it was rough, and ever since she became a champion, or the champion, like, it seems like there's a, a lot more bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Like, when she was hungry for it, you know, it was like, cool, she deserves it, look at her, she's great, you know, this and that. And now that she's had it, you know, the, the tap out thing, and, you know, we said from the beginning, whether or I did at least, from the uh, 
if it was meant to be closer or not, like I just didn't like that finish. It didn't make her look strong as a champion. And, you know, it, it was misdone or whatever. And like, I just don't like, I feel bad for her. It's not yet to the level of Kofi mania, how quickly it ended, but sadly, I think it might be coming to an end quicker than anyone would want or we would want. No, dude, I almost think that you give it the the Becky Lynch treatment. Just move the fuck on and don't talk about it. Don't replay it. Just, hey, I'm your champion. What's next, right? Like, I almost feel like that. And what, I mean, what do you, what do I know? In hindsight, 2020, all that stuff, all that stuff. But I almost wonder if it would have been better to just keep Liv off this week altogether, not replay the finish one time and just say, we're doing a gauntlet match tonight and give the crowd a week to forget about the, the timing of that especially with Ronda being indefinitely suspended like you could just play that part where she looks upset where she grabs the ref and then you say because of her actions after the match being upset with with losing she attacked the ref mm-hmm. uh, but they replayed everything in full and it just felt so bad because like I said I feel like that no one looked good there Liv looked yeah. bad because she tapped out at two Ronda looked bad because she held on for another two seconds. The ref looked bad because he didn't see either. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone looked bad. It was such a badly timed everything. Because like, then Ronda's whole argument after the, the match was, I know a tap out when I feel it. Well, then why didn't you kick your shoulder up? You had a full second to do it. She tapped out on the two count. You had a full second to just crank it, turn. Yeah move release anything you would have wanted mm-hmm. like and then the ref not seeing any it was just no one looked good in it and i just think maybe it would have been better to leave live off for one week just do the gauntlet match and then uh and then bring her back for the next one come out with the arm in a sling and saying look it's getting better it's healing you know like but mm-hmm. but it's not a you know i'm not going out that easy you know yeah just fucking never replay it just never replay it. <laughs> Give it the the fiend hell in a cell treatment. Never replay or talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Was, it was a bummer, dude. But <clears throat> the gauntlet match, I thought. Here's the. Okay. What did you think of the gauntlet match? I want to know what you thought about it. Um. I mean, I didn't mind it terribly. Like, I'm not a big fan of gauntlet matches to begin with, especially on like a Raw or SmackDown because it takes up a big chunk of the show and 90% of the time, the last person in is the winner. Yeah. It's it's normally always the first or the last person, it seems like. Yes. And it, and it but, looks like they always try to use it as a mechanism to get one person super to look really strong while still losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who can we keep in there the longest and look good and then also still lose because we want to give the win to someone else? So they try to make like two contenders out of it each time, which is cool mm-hmm. and clever. But yeah, it's uh it's tough to get super invested in a gauntlet right away for sure. Yeah. But see, like if they would do it and <clears throat> You know, have whoever they want to look strong, go in there, start it out, and then just show 
you know, progressively that they lose, they lost steam that, you know, that they're winded by it. And then even say, just like, Hey, I could have, you know, I need to work on, uh, my cardio or whatever. Like I need to do better, you know, Yeah. but, but yeah. So here's my problem with the match. It was a good match. I thought everyone did pretty well. Really excited to see Zaylee out there. Really yes. liked that Pat McAfee put over Natty as part of the last graduating class of the dungeon. But that may have been a petty slight on Pat's side or just my side because uh, Jericho's been on AEW saying that he is the, the last person to go through the dungeon. Uh, and realistically, he never, not only was he not the last person to go through the dungeon, he never went through the dungeon. He was in yeah. a training class with one of the hearts one time like for one I, class I, yeah but but the when i say with, with one of the hearts it wasn't that the hearts were teaching it it's that they were also in the class with him and he's always said he's been part of the dungeon since because they eventually started teaching some moves and holds there but it was he never he never went through the dungeon so if it was a slight i think it's hysterical uh go ahead say what you're gonna see say. i thought well, I was going to say, I thought that Pat's mentioned it several times. Yes, about Natty, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That Natty's the last person to go through the dungeon and stuff like that. Like, I didn't think yes. it just, you know, was a first-time thing. No, no, and I agree, and I love it. <laughs> uh, I like seeing Shotzi out there. I'm curious as to why we're not seeing Lacey right now in the gauntlet match. Uh, we haven't seen Lacey in a couple weeks now. Uh, but... I thought she got her. Maybe. I just don't know. I just don't. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's uh, what Lacey's character needs, especially how it's flip-flopped back and forth, where, hey, yeah. let her stay off, keep her off for a little bit, and then, you know, rebrand her and, and you know, come back strong. True, but I like this version of Lacey the most. I feel like this this version of Lacey we've had is the most that she's been able to sink her teeth into, although it is... It did come about in a really weird way. She was able to elicit booze and was able to come off supernatural on the mic. So not supernatural, like, you know, like ghosts and stuff, but like very, very natural. Yeah. (laughs) She came off kind of like a ghost and it was real eerie. And then she like, she talked like she might teleport, but she didn't. She beamed up like an alien. Yeah. It was great. Great. She used lightning. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, liking a lot of the people in here, opening up with Sonia and Aaliyah, I liked. My problem mm-hmm. is Raquel. She's good. Mm-hmm. Her timing seems like she doesn't have the best chemistry with all the women on the roster. The more I see her wrestle, the more I think of how good Rhea must be because all of Raquel's best matches were against Rhea and NXT. I also wonder if she's nervous and trying not to hurt people because she is so much larger than so many of them. And with Rhea, she doesn't have to worry about that. Right? Yeah. So it could be a comfort level. But more than any of that, because I'm really not trying to talk shit on her or anything. I think she's I think she's sky's the limit with her. She's got no personality that we can bite into. She comes out smiley, wavy, flexes, and yeah. that is it. It is yeah. such a dead character. There's nothing there. So 
as she's winning and stuff, she just smiles and waves again. I go, fuck off. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Watching her just steamroll through people didn't make me think, oh, Raquel's actually a force. I didn't know before. I almost wish that she had been like the first or second mm-hmm. to just establish a dominance and have her get worn down. So then you really go, oh yeah. shit, maybe if, if there wasn't seven people, maybe she could have done it. Like she might be a yeah. force force. Right. But she what, outlasted three out of seven. Like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Four yeah. Nine. I, yeah. I just think her, like you said, her character is just so bland. It's just bland. She, she, she almost seems like a generic Dana Brooke, which is kind of sad to say. True, because I do think with Dana Brooke, like, you feel like you know her motivation in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's not a super in-depth character, but you feel like she's, A, really happy to be there, B, yeah. living her dream, C, loving just being a champion at all, just wants to be yeah. doing this and wants to be here. She's at all mm-hmm. of the community events, you know, like – you feel like that you get an impression of who she is with this smiley Raquel. I don't feel like we have any impression on who she is or why. You know what I mean? Like, do you care to have the championship or you just think it would be nice to have because it's an option? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they definitely need to, um, I don't know if it would be like promo work or whatever, but they need to develop the character a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you because know. I didn't care. Every time she beat someone, I was like, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, and I should be mo- cheering most, Yeah, because most of the people in the gauntlet, I was, okay, I'd be cool if they won. I'd be cool if they won. Yes. With her, I'd like, don't get me wrong, like, she's, you know, she's definitely not terrible. I don't want to shit on her, but it's just the character. There's nothing, Yeah. you know, there's no meat to it. Like, Not only is she the only character in there that felt like I really don't care if she wins. I don't want her to win. And every other character, you're like, I w- it would be great to see them have a title shot. Mm. All the other characters, even with as little time as they had, including Xia Lee, are fully fleshed out characters that we understand their motivation, who they are, and what they're capable of. Mm. Every time you see Raquel, it feels like another debut of a local talent. Like yeah. She looks like a YOLO champion. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like a jobber. Just... Yeah. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hi. But she's not. I mean, she's obviously much better than a jobber. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the character feeling that we get, the way it's presented, is the same as when they say, and this is Trent Stevens from Yolo County. Yeah. And you go, okay, he's smiling, happy to be here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's frustrating because you see the pool of everyone in the gauntlet match and you think, what great roster they have here. And then you see Raquel, who should be realistically in contention for the title and top of the, oh, she's a force. And she's the one person on that list that you just go like, I don't know. I don't care, I guess. Like, I don't understand what she's doing. It's just weird. They they just need to fix her character. But Baszler won. Yes. Which I'm cool. Yes. I really like it. I almost wish that if until they get Raquel fleshed out, I almost wish that. Shayna ran the gauntlet. Yeah. Not come out last and just choke out Raquel. Like, yeah. really establish it. Shayna's a fucking beast, and we're going to let you know that. 
because we're tired of seeing her lose, you know? Yeah. Well, that, and she she ran the Elimination Chamber. Yes. Yep. Which was frustrating and stupid, but... Yep, and then never again. Do you think yeah. that she takes the title off Liv? Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I'm nervous. Like, yeah. I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking no. Just because, you know, we'd leave the storyline of Rhonda if or when she comes back, or I should say when she comes back for, you know, her to go after Liv. But, I mean, I guess you could do that without the title. You like also could do Ronda versus Shayna if Shayna's got the title. No, 100%. And that doesn't need any build-up either. No. And we'll probably but be with, sick. Yeah. Because they'll probably let each other punch each other in the nose. Break my nose. Let's do it. <laughs> Can you imagine they're in there calling a thing? Arm drag. Arm drag. Drop kick. Break my nose. Hmm? Break it. Bah! be fun if they accidentally they do that they accidentally knock them out they just crumple oh shit dude ladies again no no disrespect to Raquel at all I mean it but when Xylee came out there was definitely a part of me that wanted her to give that spinning back kick that she did with Mercedes that knocked her clean Mm -hmm. out in NXT Mm -hmm. I don't remember if you saw that or not but I think she, I did, yeah. she like clocked Mercedes right in the temple and Mercedes just like a tree arms go stiff falls down and you can mm-hmm. tell like the camera like zooms in on Zaya who's supposed to be like tough and she is like yeah. she's giving like an angry face and tears are pouring down her face she is trying <laughs> so hard to be mad but also is crying because she can't believe she just killed somebody you know <laughs> and I was all like <laughs> it was an incredible sight to see all of it and they replayed it a bunch of times because the way she fell was just so perfect and she was fine ultimately mm-hmm. right but um but yeah part of me was kind of like just fucking spinning heel kicker just fucking <laughs> yeah. take her down <laughs> <Get it. laughs> but yeah i mean going back with Shayna, like I'm, I'm i'm glad she won it like i think she needs a title reign yeah or run and you know, I don't know if this is the time to do it, but uh, I don't know. My, I'm like torn because obviously the way Liv's been performing and stuff like that, it's like you want to see the best out there. Yeah. And if she's folding under the pressure, it's like, you know, maybe we do take it away from her. But at the same time, just like Kofi Mania I mentioned earlier, where it was like all this buildup just for that. Yeah. I wonder if you get towards you. Um, fuck. I feel like that Liv's getting her moment right now and she may be a victim of timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like the more and more I see it, the more I think that Liv is, is like a female Daniel Bryan in that he got screwed out of the title a few times before he really had his big, big moment. Right. And I wonder if that's what we're going to do with Liv over the next couple of years. You know, like, take this title off her now. Give it to Shayna. You get Shayna and Bianca at Survivor Series, which Shayna and Bianca NXT TakeOver Phoenix was fucking killer, dude. Yeah. They can work together. So a Survivor Series match, Shayna-Bianca, let's do it. And maybe you build towards a... Maybe a Ronda-Shayna at Rumble, and then maybe you get Liv back at Mania. 
really prove something, but I don't know, man. Like, I feel like where does Liv fit back in the picture once Shayna's like really going for it? Oh. But see, I Shayna's think... been biding her time. Let's also give fairness yeah. to Shayna. She's yeah. been on the oh, shelf yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you would have thought Shayna would have been champion like three years ago. Yes, for sure. But uh, um, the only thing I think you could maybe do with Liv is that maybe if she even does get screwed out of the title, like a Daniel Bryan like interference or something like that, and then she has to prove herself all over again, and she's fighting and fighting, she's more determined and stuff like that, people can get behind her, but I don't know, the crowd, wherever they were, on Friday, definitely turned on her quick, and it's not looking good. Yeah, dude. And damn it, fucking Ronda was right. This was the easy part. <laughs> this was the easy part, yeah. Not only was Ronda right, but Becky was also right. Because Becky said in their promo against, um, uh, during the Liv's title shot for day one, she said, mm-hmm. Liv could win, and then it's only going to take one bump in the road before you all turn on her. Yeah, and people started replaying that, and they're all like, "Whoa!" And then like Becky even responded because the fan <laughs> did it, did not tag Becky, but just said, "Look, Becky was right." Said this thing, and Becky like responded to that and was like, "This aged well." And it's all like, <laughs> nice. "Fuck, fuck." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's frustrating too because like so much of Liv's personality and like real personality comes through her character and her charisma is so crazy, like. When I'm going through all those uh, videos and, and interviews and stuff that I got to do, you can tell when she's in the room being interviewed by somebody else. She's just so loud and so happy. <laughs> and you can't help but be watching somebody interview like a Bobby Lashley, but also be halfway listening to Liv be interviewed by somebody else across the room and just smile because you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. So it's frustrating to see her going through this right now and – with Baszler in contention, I don't know what that's going to mean long term. Yeah. And because that was the other thing is, you know, because I was thinking, well, whoever wins probably, you know, Liv is going to beat him. Like, yes. I, I, was, I looked at like Zia Lee and uh, Shotzi and stuff like that, Aaliyah even. And I was like, oh, if they win, Liv can beat him. And with this, unless you're, you know, unless they think, you know, hey, this is a test too, and she comes out on top and looks strong and yeah, actually has a definitive win as a champion, because, you know, like I said, it's all money in the bank, cash-ins always happen, and there's the definitive win to say, hey, I deserve to be here. Yeah. And now it looks like, you know, like we said before, last week, you know, it's a bad, it's a bad finish. So therefore, you know, it looks like she's just there purely by luck. Yeah. And it happens to us. Do you think it would hurt her live if it would hurt live? If in this match against Shayna, Sarah Logan comes back and helps her win. Yes. And then you could have, Shayna and Ronda teaming up against Sarah and Liv 
through story, not in just like tag matches, but you know, like back and forth mm-hmm. kind of a a thing. See, I think I think that there's a few problems with, with that for me. Is yeah. one, Shayna would immediately have to take the backseat for Rock. Uh-huh. Because they'll be both saying, hey, I want the championship, unless, you know, it turns into a triple threat, which would be ridiculous. And then if it turns into a triple threat and Liv comes out on top of that, like, that would make Liv look real strong. Yeah. But I think if they're going to keep the belt on Liv, she has to have a definitive win. Yeah. Who, you know, with her versus Shayna, I think it has to be definitive if she's going to keep it. And, you know, just to prove, like, hey, she belongs here type of thing. I just think it's so tough with an underdog. How do you stay underdog and also be dominant? Mm-hmm. And she's the ultimate underdog as far as the women's division is concerned at this moment. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough, and I hope for the best. But I feel like we should move on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kofi and the Viking Raiders. Do you think Woods is actually out for a while? Um, I don't know. It's tough to speculate because, you know, a lot of times when somebody's, like, it's a plan for them to be out, like, the story kind of stops or pauses. And this seems to me like, hey, look, we're going to continue the storyline. And it's, you know, making Kofi look great. Yeah, Kofi's a bad Yeah, not that that's that hard to do, but, you know, it's two on one the whole time. Yes. I think Woods will be back. But if, let's say Woods isn't. Let's say Woods, it's a real injury. I think that Woods just needed, a, like, one or two weeks for G4 or something. Nickelodeon, I don't know. Uh, if Woods is out, Kofi obviously can't beat the numbers game against the Viking Raiders. Who do you think could possibly team with Kofi, believably or understandably? Because clearly it can't be Drew. Drew was the last one to team with the New Day, but Drew's doing his own thing. Who could you put with Kofi to help him take out the Vikings who are being problematic? Um... I don't know, because you, you can go at it in a few different ways. You can go at it like on skill level. Yeah. Then you could throw like a, a KO and then you know, KO and Kofi and New Day have always been close but then kind of against each other. Yeah. It'd be cool to, for KO to actually sit there and say, Hey, I told you guys, I've got your back. Like Yeah. You know. Um storyline wise or whatnot. Maybe like our truth since he used to tag with Xavier. That's true. Here's the other, here's the only ones that I came up with. We know there's a ton of respect between the Usos and New Day. They've established that over and over and over again. What if the Usos ask Sammy to help Kofi with the Vikings as a way of stepping up? I thought you could do that, and then if Sammy and fails and there, would, <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't even make sense because it looks like the viking raiders are going to be the next one in line exactly so, if they so the there, Usos, say, hey here's here's yeah. a, a speed bump that we're putting yeah. out there 
Yep. Win-win for the Usos. Hey, we don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. the Vikings and we have a ton of respect for, for Kofi. And if Sammy goes in there and loses a couple of times and Kofi keeps going like, God damn it. And then Woods comes back and the new day finally wins over the Vikings or whatever, but like, uh, or maybe not, who knows, but if, if, you know, Sammy could be the folly there. Right. And you have Mm -hmm. the Usos trying to stop the Vikings from their ascent. The only other one that I thought could potentially work. And we're just talking in company. Not in company. Comebacks. Okay. Yes. Well, me, I mean, if you have a comeback, then if I can go for it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the only other one that I thought, and you won't believe it when I say it, that I thought could make <laughs> sense and might not be all bad was if the Street Profits came over and helped Kofi. Because a ton of the respect that the New Day and Street Profits have for each other. And the Street Profits have a history of the Vikings. So I could see that. I don't know. Just fantasy booking for the sake of it, for the fun of it. Just to make Bishop proud. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Street Profits. The only problem with Street Profits is then it's three against two. And then you think the Vikings need something. The Vikings are so fucking big. I think that you, yeah, and they're just, and fucking like three of their maneuvers is I will throw this other 300 pound man at you. You know what I mean? Like there's just, they're too big, too dominant that I think that you could even still play that it's still not quite even. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would actually make the Vikings look fucking badass if they were about to beat three dudes or even beat three dudes. Cause you're like, fuck man. You know? So I think yeah. If it was a different tag team, I'd agree. Not even. But the Vikings? Yeah. I'm like, well, it might yeah. be even. <laughs> <laughs> it might take four motherfuckers to bring them down. Yeah. Um, let's talk main event. Uh, okay. I mean, that was the main I event. I was just going to... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to also bring up, like, maybe, like, Moss. Because he's kind of just... Mad Cat? Out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what they're doing with him. Bishop in the chat saying boo. He loves fantasy booking. (laughs) (laughs) You fantasy book so much, it's like almost gross. (laughs) Uh, Madcap, I could see just because what the fuck is he doing, but I couldn't see as far as like story goes. Why would it, why would they be? Um, But I agree with you. We haven't seen Madcap in a bit and I want to, and I don't know where he's at. And I'm ready for them to do something with him. Do you think he joins the maximum male models? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> you don't think he titillates your juices? He does, but not in that way. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying he doesn't titillate my juices. Let's not get out of hand here. I'm just saying. I don't know if he fits. <laughs> Don't you put words in my mouth when it comes to juices and titillation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I, I don't know. It's just so weird because you know, he was so strong. I, you know, Corbin putting him over is like, all right, cool. He's going to slingshot and, you know, go somewhere. And then. And now it's a, a, a hold. The other thing is, um, as a side note, uh, just because we mentioned them, uh, we did not see any of the Maximale models or anybody in that crew at all in this SmackDown. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying we needed more like dudes just pouring water on themselves, but I always want more Max Dupree on my screen, and I am wondering what's going to happen with that, with those guys, with the characters, with the woman, woman Sophia Cromwell, Maxine Dupree. Uh, I just I wonder what's going on with them because that is one of those ones where I mean I said it weeks ago on episode one. It feels like it will go down in the annals of time as one of the worst gimmicks of all time with like along the lines of the spirit squad. Uh, But I think that everyone involved in it is doing a fucking fantastic job at exactly what they're doing. And I want to see every one of them succeed. I'm wondering if we're going to see a full repackage of all of them. And if there's anyone's package I want to see fully, it's the maximum male models. Mm -hmm. I'm introducing joints in their package. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. All right. Let's 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 get to the main event of it. Uh, we had Roman Reigns, who, by the way, Roman Reigns' intro here with the lights, the pyro, the music, the timing, flawless. The terrifying bloodline um, graphic. The bloodline uh, family tree terrifying. AI. Horribly yeah, terrifying. Amazing. I loved it. I just want to say kudos to honorary Oos Sami Zayn for making sure that all went off without a hitch. That was a Sami Zayn production through and through. You could tell by the details that it could not be more Sami Zayn produced, and it was amazing. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know the. You got my We the Ones foam a finger out right now. Uh oh. Put your finger away. All right. Um. Uh. You know all those clips that, you know, are all viral and stuff like that show somebody doing something stupid and then it plays the music and it says, you know, produced by or directed by Larry David or somebody like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they need to show that entrance and then produced by Sami Zayn. I'll do it. I'll make it for you tonight. <laughs> Thank you. You got him. <laughs> So Roman does come out. He says his stuff that he says. He talks his mad shit like he talks. And then Drew McInfart comes out shirtless, oiled up as can be. Like he's a maximum male model, but he's not. That's because he's playing with his sword. He's been playing with his sword all day, and it's obvious. He he came out swordless, which I've been saying for a long time. Dude's got no sword. Yeah. Uh, He can't show up with a limp sword. He can't come out limp sword comes out and then all of a sudden you hear it and then you see scarlet at the bottom of the ramp you see the big black crow that's not the sting crow but it's still like a raven crow thing you see the fog the the cameras go black and white and then boom from out of nowhere coming up from behind hitting them through the rear Carrying Cross knocks the shit out of out of Drew Mac and Fart and becomes a one babyface here in this household. I think it yeah. is amazing. Cross is back. I've been saying it for a while that I think that that he was a, a slam dunk on the main roster, and I I just couldn't believe what was happening as it was happening, and I kept saying fuck, just buy it more time. Well, it's been bought in enough time, and here he does. He comes out full head of hair, mind you. Not balding, just shaved his head for no reason. Like a dick. Uh, <laughs> but he beats the shit out of Drew. Just levels him. 
smashes his head on the stairs. Drew gets nothing in, and I couldn't be happier. I was cheering, and I was like, it's crazy that Cross comes back as a babyface. Because there's nothing more babyface you can do in this house than beat the shit out of Drew McEnfort. What did you think about the surprise return of Karrion Cross with Scarlet, Raven in hand, snot slinging Drew? He just looked at Roman. He walked away. Roman the whole time was looking like, the fuck? What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, no, I loved it. You know, just obviously the pop that I've been missing for a few years. And, you know, it was just one of those, holy shit, like, great. You know, like, this is awesome. Like, this is what we want. This, this is one of those, like I said earlier, that Triple H giving the fans what they want, it feels like. Like, anyone that was a fan of NXT knows who Karrion Cross is. And loved him, and can't believe that he floundered on the uh, main roster. So for him to come back in such a dramatic way, you know, totally unexpected, but awesome. Oh my! Are you there? No. Sorry. <laughs> I can't see anything. I didn't know what was going on. I think for two seconds and fucking you can't even keep it going. Uh yeah, dude, I loved it. The idea of, of Cross being back uh on this level, being able to do what he wants to do, potentially. I think I mentioned it last week. I think the heart of what the difference is between Triple H booking and Vince booking is Vince doesn't want to try something because if he thinks it may fail. Where I think Triple H says, let's try it, and if it fails, we'll stop doing it. And I think that Cross coming back was a huge statement as far as what he's willing to do, what he wants to do. I think Cross had even said in a few interviews that he wouldn't go back as things were, but would be open to going back if things were different. And so it was very ominous and weird, but here we are, like a whole different creative system and the idea that he jumped right back in, especially after him and Scarlett both had said that they were making more money since leaving WWE than being on the main roster, that they were, they had so many different deals going on with different things that they had more money than main roster money. So theoretically, they could be coming in for a pay dock with the hope of making more money, which isn't an impossible thing, and they've done that before. Hey, we're going to have so much merch, you're going to make shitload, right? But the, the downside sometimes isn't what you think it might be. So they may have taken a pay cut because they believe in what this is about to be, and that's fucking exciting to me, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, you get into the interviews and them saying, hey, I only want to do this if I don't have to go back to the weird S&M character. Yeah. And then you see them back, it's like, great. Mm-hmm. Something, what we wanted them from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, and then you know, like you said, they did it right. They, you know, Scarlet's there and stuff like that, and yeah, dude, it was awesome. Uh, super excited about that. You want to talk raw? Yeah, because I don't know where we go with it, other than the idea that we've got Drew Cross and Roman 
all in storyline together right now has me fucking psyched. And I'm afraid to even try to fantasy book any of that. I just want to see that play out. And I'm excited because yeah. Cross came back and he didn't have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm all like, "Where? what are we doing? And I'm just fucking buckled in. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think that immediately, because, you know, because at first, I, you know, I started thinking, I was like, oh, does he take Drew's spot at Clash of the Castle? Or is it up for grabs? You know, if he comes back, like, you know, you can't have him lose, you would think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could be if it, I mean, I just don't know. Uh, Mike yeah. is in the chat says first looks like he didn't know Cross was because of the hair. That's what I'm saying. The dude's got like a beautiful head of hair. It's mm-hmm. delightful. What are you looking at me for? What's going on? Comes to mind if I had a fantasy book. Yeah. Zelina and her husband returns. Zelina and her husband, Malachi Black. Malachi Black, Tony Khan said, was under a five year deal. God damn it. Okay. And said he wasn't going to release him. <sighs> so that's not to say Malachi may not ask for his re- release or whatnot, but. Tony Khan was starting to like give out contract deals and saying, "Good luck trying to get out of that contract." And everyone's like, "Whoa!" All right, locked you down, bitch. Just matches I want to see with him. Sorry. Uh, Malachi and Cross. Yeah. Yeah, but I could wait. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I just. Yeah. If I had a fantasy book, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to, but. Okay. I'm just fine. Kidding. Because if I have to fantasy book it, well. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Someone's sleeping on the couch tonight. I'm not sleeping at all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Monday Night Raw. It opens up. Bailey, Eosky, Dakota Kai. What do you think yeah. about this new faction, this presentation? I know they've been keeping EO and Dakota's lines short. And Bailey's been doing a lot of heavy lifting as far as on the mic goes. And I think it's still being done perfectly. Something I think that is underrated that I keep people, I keep seeing people like post and retweet uh, bits of things that Bailey was saying. And I Mm -hmm. found myself not being able to take my eyes off Dakota. Her facial expressions and her gestures while Bailey was talking was so. It was adding so much to what was going on there. And I don't think people are giving her enough credit. If you guys want to go back, watch the Bailey promo and watch Dakota the whole time. She is like interacting with all of it in such a great way. Like I was, yeah. I was into it. What do you think, Kev? Um, I mean, I love the faction. I've always loved factions. I wouldn't mind seeing another woman to join their mess. Mm-hmm. Or even a dude. Like how cool would it be if like there's a woman led faction? There's a couple dudes in it. Be amazing. I'm hoping that we see some sort of like DX and type thing here with Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I said from the beginning. I guess you know, hey, we're taking over type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I love it. Like, I did say that Dakota Kai and EO Sky, their names are too similar, and Bailey messed it up and owned it and moved on it was real quick but yeah i mean they one you know just like everything else that's going on in wwe right now it's very curious and interesting to see where they're gonna go yeah we don't even know her intentions i mean it seems like it's gonna be you know bailey wants to go after the belt and you know 
she's already talking to Bianca and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, let's run it. See where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. And then we had Alexa and Oscar come out with Bianca. So they're going to have a match at Clash of Castle. I like the Alexa Oscar team and I like Belair being with them too. I thought yeah, all of that I mean, was done really well. You put the faces on together. And then what did you think? I think it was right after this, right? They showed the, the bracket, the women's tournament. Yeah. The women's tournament bracket I thought was really cool. I thought it was interesting. The to me the thing that that really stood out was um, Nikita. I mean, and Corey even brought it up. Nikita and Zoe Stark teaming because you have two real strong personalities from NXT teaming up in there. And I wonder if part of that is strictly to do the uh, uh, this is why you should watch NXT. Like I don't think yeah, they're gonna I win know. it. Because yeah. Zoe Stark is a physical specimen. She's a bulldog. She's contending for the the championship over there and may take it off Mandy. Um, and uh, with all due respect, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way at all, but Nikita gets a lot of play online because of her body. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if part of it is all like, look at her and look at her and tell me you don't want to check out Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think they go all the way to the finals? Um, who were they up against? Let me pull up the bracket and I'll see. Because um, depending on who they're up against, because I was also super disappointed that um, in the first round we're getting uh, Alexa and Asuka against Nikki and Dewdrop. Yeah, really I didn't like that at all. Yeah. yeah, I was like the one, like pretty much the one team that's like a solidified team is. You know, the way you look at it is destined for a first-round knockout. Yeah. Well, either way, they're both like... Unless EO or Dakota go in there and cause the other ones to match, which then would bring, you know, more interest in the six-woman tag at class or at the castle line. Yeah, that's true. Why am I not... I know I saved it, and I just can't find the fucking bracket. Pull it up somewhere else. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to remember who, who was on the other side. Here it goes. Here it goes. We have so we got Alexa and Oscar uh, against Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, which are two teams that I really like, and was really wanting to see them both go towards. Like I thought that would be a good finals match. If I'm being honest, uh, yeah. because. Alexa and and Asuka have been teaming longer than most of these other teams that were about a list. Uh, right above them is Team uh, Tamina and Dana against Io and Dakota. So then, theoretically, let's say Nikki and Dewdrop are out, you get Alexa and Asuka against Io and Dakota. Like, Io and Dakota are clearly moving on. They need to be in the yeah. finals. Which means Io and Dakota are going to beat Alexa Bliss and Asuka or Nikki and Dewdrop, and you're kind of like, but... Mm-hmm. And then you look at the other side of the bracket... Shit, dude, maybe you're right. Because, look, you got Raquel and Aaliyah against Zia and Shotzi. Mm -hmm. As much as I think Zia and Shotzi should take that, there's a good chance to give it to Raquel and Aaliyah. And then on the uh, beneath them is uh, Nikita and Zoe against Natalia and Sonya. 
And I have a feeling, I thought Natalia and Sonia were going to win, but now that you mention it, you could easily get Nikita and Zoe to beat Natalia and Sonia. You could have Zaya and Shotzi against Nikita and Zoe, and you could have Nikita and Zoe in the finals against EO and Dakota. Like, that's not a big stretch to think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's probably how it's going to play out. Yeah. I just think like some of these teams that they put together just didn't make sense. Yeah. Like now, if they had Tamina and Natty together, like they were, like okay, that makes sense. You know. Yeah. Because they didn't have a falling out, right? They just kind of lost and kind of went their separate ways, right? Yeah, there was no falling out. Yeah. And then, uh, who was, uh, um, Dana Brooke. Mm -hmm. Then you can have Dana Brooke and Sonya or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, because that was the one thing that bothered me was, Dewdrop and Nikki have been the only actual tag team outside of, you know, recently Dakota and EO coming up together. Well, that's what I mean. You and know, before them, Alexa and Asuka have teamed a number of times over the past month or two. So mm-hmm. they're really the only three teams that have been established. Everyone mm-hmm. else here is just like, yeah, I guess. See, I, but I don't even consider Alexa and Asuka like a true team. I know they've teamed up, worked together a few times, but I mean, it, it does make sense putting them together in this tournament, but like they're not as an established team as Nikki and Dewdrop. And I thought, you know, I think you should have put them on the other side. So it looks like, Hey, they're probably going to be the ones to take it. And then you have yeah. the NXT women ups, ups, ugh, upset them in the semis. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that also, as much as you don't want to say Alexa and and Asuka are a tag team, they've definitely been been they've definitely had an alliance for a while for several months. So them teaming is yeah. not a stretch. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer because I think that especially because Io and Dakota are heels, Nikki and Dewdrop mm-hmm. are heels. I think that means you get Alexa and Asuka against Io Dakota, Io Dakota in the finals, and then on the other side, yeah, I think Nikita and Zoe go all the way to the finals. And I think they beat. But see, I think. I think they beat Zaya think you, and Shotzi on the way there. Yeah, I think you. I think you put a, a curveball. I think you have uh, Dakota and Io interfere with Alexa and Oscar's match where they lose to face you know Dewdrop because you know I don't know if I want to see them face each other and you know in a tag match and then Pasha the Castle happens or vice versa. I see what you mean. Yeah. Because it would be just, you know, back to back. Yeah, but then again, that's the whole story, right? It's, oh, they've got, oh, this is a storied thing in the middle of a bracket. So, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. Either way. It's a safe keep move, moving. But... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am excited it's coming back. Do you think, I? because I think at the end of this tournament, they crown new champions and Naomi and Sasha come out and stare them down. I think so. Yeah. I think if you don't name them, a participant, I think you definitely 
bring him back. Have them come out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So uh, something else that was happening with the Bailey team is they have been for a couple weeks now, kind of a through story in the background. People are doing backstage interviews and they keep kind of interrupting and showing up and doing a thing while they've been doing all this this week. Now, you know what? We'll skip that and go towards it later. Uh, We did end up Seth Rollins versus Angelo Dawkins. What do you think of this match? Yeah. Um, I just don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm yeah. more confused than anything else. Yeah. You know, after the match that uh, Ford and Seth had last week, like, it shows the difference in talent, marrying these. I think so. And it's making Dawkins... And it's funny because, you know, I've noticed this the past, like, month or so, how they keep pushing Dawkins. Yeah, they're like, trying so hard. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. And, you know, they did, you know, the Street Profits don't want to break up, but then you see stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, it, it's making him look bad. Yeah. Bad by default. And then once again, you know, when the match started, Ford was ringside, isn't he? Yeah, and Ford was doing all the clownish, goofy shit on the outside, which drew me away from mm-hmm. the match even. Like yeah. the amount that he's got to be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. When this clearly is about his partner and trying to keep his partner employed. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, realistically, what are we looking at here? We're looking at yeah. a dude who people are saying is set for superstardom and a partner who people think are going to just fall by the wayside. And here you have a match to just highlight your partner, to keep him employed, to keep him as part of the thing. And you're still trying to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. And you're still trying to take mm-hmm. the spotlight off of him. And I think that it actually, I think it really hurt. Dawkins to be honest yeah. I felt like Dawkins every time you start thinking he's looking decent uh, he was overshadowed by either Ford on the outside or Seth Rollins on the inside and I I mean personally yeah that's that was my takeaway was oh one of these things is not like the others yeah you know like and I felt bad about it because I, I, I like you you can tell they're trying to push him they really want this guy to, to be something and uh, I just I think that they're everything they're trying I think is falling flat, and you can see it online. There's a fucking there's a there's a wave of people being like, oh, don't count Dawkins out. Oh, anybody will know just how impressive he is. And I think that it's the looking at it with the filter you want to, and not with yeah. the you know what I mean it's, it's the bias. I want mm-hmm. him to be this, therefore I will see this, which is fine. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. We're all about biases, but. Yeah. At the end of the day, when I watched it, and I have a bias myself, I just felt like he was being overshadowed constantly, and I felt like that sucked. I felt like that's mm-hmm. a bummer for him, because that's not what they're going for. Well, it's, it's so weird, because, like I just like I said, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know why Seth is there. Yeah. Like, when you have, you know, a tag team going up against a tag team, and then, you know, they have individual single matches. Okay, it makes sense. But for Seth to be, you know, running the gauntlet, if you will, between the street profits, it doesn't... I don't know where they're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not... No, yeah. This is one of the few parts where I'm not excited to see where it's going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have no... I did not watch this as a, with, with hopes of, oh, what's next? I was like, okay, so that match yeah. happened because they're trying to put over Dawkins. Yeah. 
It didn't. Yeah. It it did not feel like it's going anywhere or doing anything at all. No. Yeah. Except for trying to get people behind Dawkins, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but or maybe I don't get it. Out of fairness, I may not get it at all, and that might be why I see it this way. But um, it just came off to me like, hey, we really want people to like Dawkins because we want you know we want him to stick around because we like him backstage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens against Ezekiel. Owens just beat the absolute shit out of him, power bombed him into the thing, and then laughed at after at Ezekiel and left, and then they stretcher jobbed him. This is nuts. Yeah. You think Elias comes back now? No, I don't think we're doing that. But I do think we're back to bad guy Kevin Owens, and I yeah. do think that. Remember, I found all those clips of things that insinuated that potentially Stephanie and Triple H were convincing Kevin Owens to do all this evil shit. Yeah. And I had built up this whole theory in my head that Triple H was going to get retired by Kevin Owens. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going there now because clearly Triple H can't wrestle. But I do wonder if we're leaning back into that subtle storyline that's always been of Kevin Owens being unhinged and harnessed by the powers that be. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I'm not against. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do my bidding. Yeah. Yeah, you're a prize fighter. Let me pay you to destroy the guys I want you to destroy. Mm-hmm. You know? But it was cool. It was cool because it was um, a stark difference than what we've been seeing. And I also thought it was funny because um, guys like Justin Time were really complaining when um, the KO Ezekiel storyline ended with just KO saying, I'm over that. I'm not dealing with that anymore. So I thought it was funny. It circled back right here. Yeah. He'd be like, no, I'm fucking tired of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Anything else on them? Yeah. Yeah. Finn Balor against Rey Mysterio. You had the whole backstage thing with Edge and Dominic and... Dominic being pissed off at Edge for spearing him last week and Ray being like, you know, Miho. You know, Mijo. don't do that shit. Yeah. Uh and then saying he was gonna show up and then Dom doesn't show up and then during the match, uh Edge comes out and helps, but also Rhea Ripley comes out and there is a beat the fuck up Dominic that she dumps on the ramp. Yeah. And they did such a cool job with the makeup on this one to just make him yeah. look like he was like bloodied without being like pouring blood. So it wasn't yeah. like, Hey, go cut yourself a bunch and then come out on TV. Like they might do elsewhere. It was uh <laughs> let's make it look like you've been roughed the fuck up. And that was cool, dude. That was really cool. See, I know they didn't really insinuate it, but Rhea keeps kicking Dom's ass. Yes, he does. Yep. Oh yeah, she does. She beats the <laughs> shit out of Dom. It's like, ironic too, that Dom is not the Dom in this situation. I knew you were doing that. <laughs> Dom's the sub is the weird part. And Rhea's the Dom. Yeah. It's a Dom versus one. Yep. <laughs> Where's Liv's whip? We need that whip back. I know, right? Um, yeah, I mean... It's it's getting interesting again because 
you know, and it's going back to, you know, what we talked about where either judgment day needs to add somebody because it's three against two, you know, with Rhea and obviously Beth can step in and like, I'm curious to see where they're going with this. Yes. I know a lot of people are talking Dom's going to join them for real. Yeah. And I don't know where it would go, but I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. I could see that. I I don't want to see like a him versus Ray match. That's true. I'm not ready for that. And I know that the idea is at some point, I think that Ray is going to give his mask over to Dom. And I don't think Dom's ready for that. I don't think the fans are ready to see that. Uh, I do wonder, because like you said, where are we going? With Edge's story right now being that he wants to destroy the Judgment Day, that he wants to completely bring it down? Uh Like, where do you go with it that makes sense where you don't just leave all these... Where you don't just leave Finn and Damien and Rhea... Pardon the verbiage, but like dick in hand with nothing to do. Like, oh well, I guess Edge did it. He created us and destroyed us. Well, then, then fucking what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. But I keep wondering that too. Like, as much as I'm digging some of it, there's parts of it that I just kind of go like, uh, yeah. where are we going? You know? I don't know, man. I'm yeah. I'm interested though. I like all the people involved, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't think we're ready for the dumb dumb Ray thing. I yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, traditional wrestling. You know, that's what you want to see. But I don't know for whatever reason, I'm just not interested in it, seeing it ever. I don't know that I am either. I mean, not in a way that's like a blood feud. I would rather, because we get, you know, you get babyface matches, right? I would rather Dominant get good enough. And it may take a couple years to where Ray challenges Dom to a big match and say, if you beat me, I'll you'll don the mask. And let it be like a father-son story that's not a blood feud. Just, yeah. you need to take me down. Please put me down. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let you, but you have to, you know, for your sake and mine. And then you have the whole fucking retirement thing. Dom retires. Ray takes the mask. Ray, Ray puts it on him, kisses his head. You know what I mean? And has his final. Yeah. Like, I think I would love that as a final match. Father, son and Dom carries the mask afterwards, you know? Yeah. But like you, I don't want a blood feud with them. I see so many people yeah. saying, when are they going to turn? Who's going to turn? When's this guy going to turn on the other one? And I'm all like, I don't want that. I don't want to see this blood feud between the two of them. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like stupid old man like Vince where, you know, historically Vince always said nobody wants to see brothers fight. And all of us are going, we love seeing brothers fight. But in my mind, I was like, I don't want to see father-son fight. I don't mind brothers fighting, yeah. but father-son fight, I don't want yeah. to see that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Not unless it's just a a, a torch type deal. I don't want to fucking blood feud, man. But, 
We'll see. Finn Balor does win. Dominic's gotten the shit kicked out of him by Rhea yet again. Do you think we get Rhea versus Dom at some point? or No. We get Beth Phoenix, right? Either that or Rhea steps in for her brother. fucking annihilated just like Gilbert style like fuck who let this happen she's like I'm not trained I don't know what's happening so good dude uh, almost defeated a couple of enhancement talent I actually liked this bit it wasn't amazing it wasn't like this is a highlight it was like we have a giant, and we know how to use giants, and he's going to continue to be this force, but he's also in kind of a holding pattern. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing something with him, is what it felt like, you know? Yeah. We still need to make him look like a badass. Yes. For when, you know, he is called up. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah kind of going through making sure we're not missing i mean our shit's all out of order somebody was trying to follow an order it's just not happening uh we did get i mean anything else on almost no yeah uh eo no, and no. dakota which i did like that in the promo when bailey called her dakota sky and he goes it's no. i know it's dakota kai you dummies quit yeah. interrupting me and it was so funny because that was one of those moments where Dakota's like looking at the audience and like kind of glaring at them and shaking her head. And then D- mm-hmm. Bailey's all like, if you guys would just shut up. And then Dakota just kind of puts her finger to her, her mouth like, shh, like fucking yeah. stop. And she's like doing this sassy kind of fucking head wiggle with it. And I was like, Dakota is adding so much to this by doing so little. And it is, yeah. it's great. She's, yeah. she's been impressing me so much on this main roster. And I only say that because I thought she was the Dolph Ziggler of NXT with all due respect because I love both of them. I thought she was amazing at putting over other talent. Her selling ability was was second to no one in the entire women's division. I thought her character work was always spotty, but never without dedication. She always was fully in, but I didn't always like the direction the character was in. I always felt like it was slightly amiss of what I wanted to see at the time. And when she was doing this, like, split personality, hearing voices, kind of a weird thing, I wasn't into it. It was a little too cartoonish. But she was 100% into it, and I respected the hell out of that. So it's only to say that I think she does what she wants with her character, and I think that there's a load of respect for that. It just doesn't always connect with me at the right times or at the same times. Uh, and, and on the main roster, what she's doing, I think, is just fantastic. So... Yeah. Uh, just been impressed by her doing that. In this match, Dakota EO against Tamina and Dana. Oh, wait, yeah, that was the first one of the tournament. And so, yeah, we knew that they beat them. So, uh, Tamina and EO worked amazing together. Yeah. Like, they looked like they went ahead and just said, let's have a fucking one on one mania match in the middle of this real quick. Like, <laughs> like, they were having a match like they've been dying to wrestle each other for their whole lives. I was yeah. blown away. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's not to say anything bad about Dakota or Dana, but I was particularly blown away by EO and Tamina together. 
Yeah. No, they did a great job. And, you know, the match as a whole was, you know, really good. And there was a couple parts where it might have, you know, been a little spotty, but I thought it was great. Moved the tournament along. I thought it definitely moves the, you know, the faction or the nameless faction. So curious to see what they call it. Online, they're calling them Controlla, but that's only the fans are. I don't like that. That's stupid. Take it or leave it in my mind. But, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it moves them along in the tournament, and I think it was a good match for what it needed to be. Yeah. An even better match than what it needed to be, really. Exactly. That was my takeaway, was this was way better than mm-hmm. it had to be. You could have done yeah. the same story with a lot less, and you guys are doing it. And I felt like that, that was notable. The women got time in a match that didn't need time. That yeah. felt like maybe a Triple H thing. Give the women 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. Where previously, because mm-hmm. you look at the Queen's Crown, as much as I've talked shit about all the journalists' quotes that timed the queen's crown tournament and be like the whole tournament took eight minutes it's true they were short matches but did they have to be long matches probably no but ton of respect here where this match could have been a four or five minute match believably and fine and they got a much longer time frame and got to highlight and showcase and i think that's fucking awesome and i feel that feels like a triple h thing to me yeah uh i think that i think you know, I'm curious to see the way the other tag matches go, but I think they're trying to, you know, show the importance of the women's tag doubles. Yes. And that they're yep. a force. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we did end up with Ciampa backstage cutting a promo before his match. He was talking about Harley Race. He had Harley Race's old jacket up. Uh, his gear that he had was Harley Race inspired as far as the color scheme goes and all. Uh, and we ended up with Ciampa against Bobby Lashley for the United States title. Uh, Miz tried to get involved. AJ Styles got involved. Ultimately, Ciampa did not win. But I thought it was a hell of a match, dude. It was. It was It was a lot better match than I was anticipating. Yeah. Like, Don't get me wrong. I don't think it was going to be a squash match. But the back and forth, and a few times, you know, it was like, holy shit, Trump is going to win. Trump is going to be the new champion. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it didn't happen, but, you know, I think great. That's, and that's what you want in a wrestling match. You want the back and forth. You don't want, you know, especially for a title where you don't want somebody to just go out there and be like, okay, I won. Yeah, we knew it the whole time. Yeah. You know, you want it. You want to get invested and believe that the other guy or both guys have a legitimate chance at it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Let me see. And yeah, just an amazing match. Yeah. Then it led into the main event no one knew about, which was stupid. Which was AJ Styles versus the Miz, no disqualification. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk main event and then we'll talk the through story that leads up towards the end of that? Because I think that's the. Well, you know, the, there's one match before that and we'll do that uh, Ziggler versus Gable. Mm-hmm. How fucking cool was this, dude? I mean, 
both great talents. Like, yeah, you, you know, could, that's what you expect. But they were legit trying to take each other down wrestling style. They went out there to have an amateur mm-hmm. wrestling match and do a wrestling, a pro wrestling match around it. Yeah. It was one of those things that you only hear about from time to time about like the old work shoots of the territories where it's all like, hey, let's have a shoot match, a shoot fight, you know, real fight in the first two minutes. But when I give you this, they call it the Iggy. When I tip you off, that means you won that round or whatever. And this is what that felt like. Mm-hmm. Ziggler and Gable really going back and forth, having an honest-to-God competitive amateur wrestling match in a pro wrestling match. And I was, like, blown away. As I was watching yeah. it, I was all like, no way. They're just going to do it this long? And I was just <laughs> fucking – I loved it, dude. Yeah. These two dudes are amazing amateur wrestlers, and they brought it in the ring tonight, and I was so fucking thrilled, dude. So thrilled. Anything else on that, or you want to talk to me a bit? No, I mean, like, yeah, I, I thought it was nailed it. Like, I thought it was great. Like, didn't expect it. It reminds me of, uh, uh, what are the two guys in NXT? The Diamond Mike? That did that. No, it was, wasn't that like or, uh, Loken, Ori Loken? Oh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Danny Birch, there you go. And, well, no, 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 because they were in tag. Yeah. It was the dude that was cutting the promo that was missing the teeth. That I'm a wrestler. Oh, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who, but anyways, it, it reminded me of that, where it was like a lot of physical wrestling, you know, amateur wrestling, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking cool. Can you imagine yeah. your backstage, your Chad Gable or Dolph Ziggler? Triple H walks in and be like, I want you guys out there for 15 minutes. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine them looking oh, at each yeah. other like... Yeah. Their eyes light up like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take you down. Fuck you. I'm taking yeah. you down, dude. Like, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, It was fucking cool. Uh, that does bring us to the main event. AJ Styles versus The Miz... Champa gets involved. It was a little clunky the way that kind of worked out with Champa because I don't want to say that their timing was off, but there was a few times Champa kind of looked like he was waiting. Mm-hmm. But uh, three superb talent. Uh, anything about the match where we talk about what happened after the match and the shit throughout the show that that led to it? I, I it was just much ne- better Miz match than I would have expected personally because I don't like Miz much. Oh yeah, it was it was a great match. The only thing I don't like is that. They make it the main event, and, you know, they said a couple times, like, oh, this is the main event that we didn't know about, or we didn't know was going to happen. And it was like, so... What was going to happen? They're basically saying the show was planned without a main event. Yeah. You know, and that that's the only part that got me, where I was like, it makes, you know, makes you guys look bad if there wasn't, if you guys weren't planning a main event. Now, if they said, hey, next week, it's AJ... You know, and Miz, no disqualification. Cool. Understand it. But, or, uh, you know, any, or even if there was a match after that. Or if there was a match like planned that, that the they docked. Like, imagine if the main event was supposed to be like, uh, um, let's see, who do we have on this card? Well, the main event should have been the U.S. title match. 
theoretically, but I'm trying to think of what could you have done that you could have bumped, right? Like, so, like, say uh, you wanted to do uh, Montez well, even Ford it, against well, see, I would Otis, be, been, you know? Eh. But they're so involved in that test storyline, which is weird. But I think if you, you what you could have done is sat there and said, hey, we were going to have two uh, of the women tag matches. Oh, and this one's yeah. gonna main event and say, "Hey, no, 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 like, sorry, you know, we love you guys, but let's do this." Yeah, you could have had the main event be Alexa and Oscar against Nikki and Dewdrop, mm-hmm. and then you could have said, because of the tension, like, you could have Adam Pierce with all four mm-hmm. women. Look, ladies, I'm sorry, the tensions are so high with AJ and Miz. We're gonna need to blow that off tonight. I gotta get them yeah, out there. Okay. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't want. I don't want chaos backstage. We'll do your guys' match next week. I promise. Yeah. You know. Or even if you just push it on Friday. But I think they're trying to keep the brand split. I think but, so too. But, but yeah, you could have done that. But yeah. Yeah, I can see how that could have worked out. But because you know they're they've been hyping the U.S. title and don't get me wrong, I love the U.S. title, but they've been trying to show it like. It's, it, it's important, you know, and hey, they even showed that package with uh, JBL narrating it again, and then to sit there and say, okay, here, it, you know, the U.S. title's up for grabs, but it's not the main event, and we don't have a main event. That looks just so stupid and sloppy, in my opinion. My problem is that if you had booked the U.S. title as the main event, then you would have squeezed this match in in a weird spot. Like, I think that this match should have been the main event for the reasons they did stuff at the end, but like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You can't get there. You with just, so do you, do you think that you book the main event as the U S title match? And then when AJ and Miz do a thing, you have AJ talking to Adam Pierce and saying, no, I want him tonight. I want him tonight. And then you have Adam Pierce talk to Bobby and Champa and say, do you guys mind going out now? I need to give these guys time to get ready. And they need but it off. It's going to be the main event. But they wouldn't have had the opportunity to go against each other, or to have the interaction the outside of the U.S. title, unless that was going to be the planned match from the beginning, and then they change it to a no disqualification match, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Again, they would have had to do it. Like the timing of it would have had to been such that. Champa cuts his promo. Pierce is like, hey, I know I told you guys main event, but can I get you out there now? I'm giving Miz and AJ the opportunity to get ready and have their match. They're going to go on right after you. It just so happens that's the main event slot. slot, And then it's the main event we didn't think we'd have. Yeah. Or you just have the match and say, hey, we have more time. Let's do this match. Oh, yeah. TV time remaining kind of a concept. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. You could do some weird shit like that. But just, you know, not the, oh, the, this is going to be the main event that we didn't know. Like, to me, I just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, after the match, because it was a pretty good match, uh, you yeah. see all the, the kerfuffle in the back, uh, in the corner. And so to rewind a little bit, uh, when Alexa, or no, not that one, when Kevin Owens was cutting his promo in the back saying, yeah, I'm fucking tired of this. I'm beating the shit out of everybody. I'm just going to be keep keeping beating the shit out of everybody. In the background, you see a car smashed into a pole. Nikki and Dewdrop and some security people are all kind of around that car. Did you notice that behind Kevin? Uh, nah. No. I didn't. 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that promo. Uh, okay, so it was a little backstage with Kevin Owens. Then, when Alexa and Oscar mm-hmm. are backstage, and Bailey and Io and Dakota show up, while they're talking, you see a security guy run behind them to a group of security, and they all turn around and run back towards the camera and away. And mm-hmm. uh, that's when Bailey's walking away, and then AJ comes across the main event is next kind of concept. Uh, then. And all this stuff is happening, and the most you get is, is like a Byron being like, that was weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're not saying anything about it. What the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, And then at the end of AJ's match, you start to see a couple of people look around. The camera cuts to the corner, and you see someone with the hood over their face, a, a sweatshirt hoodie, where it looks like the drawstrings have been pulled, so it's almost just like a small hole for their face to fit in. Their hands are on the on the the barricade, and they're just standing there staring. And right as the camera catches that, security guard grabs them from behind, two like police officer types, and start taking him down. AJ's looking down there, looking over like what's going on. And then as they pull up the guy, one of the security cop guys grabs the hoodie and pulls it back as they drag away. And you can see it's De- Dexter Loomis. Uh, mm-hmm the commentary makes reference and saying like, what's, what's going on? And then you even hear Byron go, I think that was Dexter Loomis. Yeah. And then they cut to the replay and they pretend it never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this in and of itself? Uh, I, I liked it. You know, it wasn't, it came off, I think exactly how they wanted to portray it where, you know, it's like a, like almost like a side note. Like, hey, this was, this isn't supposed to happen, but it happened. Yes. And I think, I think the way they played it out was great. You know, the commentary, you know, saying that, like, is that Dexter Loomis? You know, like, almost like they were trying to whisper it to each other, but the mics picked it up. You know, so I, yeah, I liked it. And it was just a little bit of a, a snippet without a full-blown return to, or, you know, thing. And this and enough to get you excited. Absolutely. I think it was awesome. Here's where I wanted to shit on the IWC a little bit. I saw a couple narratives going out there, right? Because I remember at the end of the match... I looked at my watch and I looked over producer lady and I was like, there's two minutes left. Something's going to happen. I saw the, right? I did, I did the same exact thing. I was expecting, I was expecting a run in and a, somebody yes. attacks AJ. Yes. And I was watching it. And I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then that happened. And I was like, Oh, there it was. But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, but was it right? Cause then I'm watching mm-hmm. and I was all like, I think there's going to be a run in. I think there's going to be a run in. And that first watch, I didn't see him just standing there. I just saw him being taken down. And I was like, do you think security grabbed the guy not knowing? Like, do you think that there was a miscommunication between security and the talent? That they just, they literally grabbed this guy and dragged him out? And then when he pops up and they pull the head back and you see him clearly as they're dragging away and he's given the look, I was like, oh, wait, no, that was supposed to happen that way. But there was a moment where I was all like, they may have fucked up that spot with security. Mm Um, but then there was also, uh, how many times has the show ended 
with Roman Reigns holding up his fucking titles two minutes left, and it just is that. You know what I mean? Like, it does also, yeah. almost every week, if the match ends and there's still a minute or two, we go, is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? This is the part that gets me, is I saw someone say, well, now they're starting to build the expectation that every time there's going to be a debut, there's going to be something, there's always going to be a surprise end. And I was like, no, 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 that's been established a long time. They haven't delivered on that a lot of times. You know what I mean? Like, we're 50 years in of thinking, is something going to happen at the end? Is something going to happen in the end? Yeah. So for people to try to pretend that this is a Triple H thing and he's hot-shotting, I'm like, fuck off, dude. Like, we only thought that because there's two minutes left. And ninety percent of the time, there's two minutes left. Nothing happens. It's yeah. just the guy, and they're they're putting over the next show. Yeah, or they uh, show the replays and they just walk away, and yeah, that's it. And yeah, it's not. That happens a lot. Yeah, a lot, especially with Drew McIntyre. How many times has Drew McIntyre won a match at the end of the show, and the whole end is just him flexing and posing for two minutes? Oh yeah, happens all the time. But yep. how many times are we going? Is someone going to jump Drew? Is somebody going to jump through right now? Mm-hmm. Every time. We always think yeah. that. So fucking relax. Here's the other thing. Because the IWC is full of idiots. I hey. saw people say, oh, but they didn't explain who he was clear enough. Where's the big backstory? Where are people going to come in and complain that nobody knows who this guy is? obviously alluding to how many times AEW has brought in somebody who's never been on their TV whatsoever for a title match. The amount of times someone shows up and Jim Ross has to literally say, who is this? And Excalibur says, what a storied history of these two. Their past goes years back. And then that's it. We still don't get a name. That shit happens all the time. And some people complain is that they put them in major stories, major matches, they hype up the concept of this being a huge reunion. Like Amanda loves Rapungi Vice. Trent uh, Trent Beretta and uh, Rocky Romero. Well, they Trent had a match and Rocky came in and saved him. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And fucking Excalibur's like, this is incredible. Oh my God, they're back together. And it fucking goes off. And you go, who's back together? What do you mean they're back together? We've never seen them together, right? Like, you have to describe what you're excited about, right? The Mm -hmm. difference is obvious, but I'm going to say it. The difference is, here was somebody doing chaotic things in the background, and under whispered tones, they said, that's Dexter Loomis. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, he's in the main event next week against Roman Reigns for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. The difference is, is this is his introduction. They know it's his introduction and they treated it like an introduction. No, you don't know his past. No, you don't know who he is. But as of right now, you know his name and you know there's a lot of weirdness around him. And next Mm -hmm. week, you'll probably learn a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing too is Dexter Loomis never made it to the main roster, right? Or not, like he never... uh, even had any cameos or anything like that, right? Nope. So for them to sit there and say, hey, is this Dexter Loomis? It gets fans that don't watch NXT that don't know who he is all of a sudden, well, who the fuck's Dexter Loomis? Yeah, curious. You know, the show goes off the air, you know, all of a sudden they're Googling Dexter Loomis. You know, 
they're looking at him up. Oh, he was a guy in NXT. Oh, well, what is he about? Why now all of a sudden they're intrigued? Hey, this is a WWE guy. Why except or an NXT for, guy? Why is he there? And except for the last thing you're going to find on him when you Google him is that he was released fucking four or five months ago. Yeah. So then it's also like, oh shit, this guy was released a few a, a while back. And then you can even start building the concept that maybe some people go, was he not supposed to be there? Is this another Enzo yeah. thing? Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Like you're yeah. building, you're building rumor mill. You're building yeah. the concept of, of the, I don't want to say not smart fan in a, as a, as a mean thing, but like the fan who doesn't try to keep themselves uh, in those dirt sheet loops. You know what I mean? Just the casual actual wrestling fan. You know, I mean, like I try you, and stay away from the dirt sheets because yeah, me too. I don't like my surprises ruined. <laughs> yeah, and the good news is none of these surprises have been ruined because nobody's talking to them. But yeah, but this was an intro of a character to the audience in a way that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense, that leaves questions on the table, and doesn't overhype the person as something that we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. that's the difference and if you don't see that you're trying real fucking hard not to see that yeah there's not a fake outrage when people show up like mance warner suddenly having a world title match on rampage who's never been mentioned or seen on AEW tv in three years it's not outrageous for the fans who don't watch every single thing ever to go who's this guy and why does he have a title shot yeah you know what i mean like, that's not an outrageous claim. Yeah. Why is he so important? Why did he yeah. jump the line? Exactly. You have a ranking system, and this dude just has it. What happened? And mm-hmm. to not explain that there was a battle royal on some random show that had nothing to do with AEW. It was Ric Flair's last match. They did some battle royal that he won to get a title shot for AEW, which also doesn't make sense, because how is that person able to book AEW? You know what I mean? Like... They're mm-hmm. non, it was not part of their own storyline. If you watch everything AEW, you still wouldn't know who Mance Warner is. If you watched all of Dark, all of AEW Dark Elevation, all of Rampage, mm-hmm. all of Dynamite, there's still no Mance Warner. That's not to knock on Mance Warner. I've seen him live a number of times at GCW. I think he's a great talent. But for him to win a number one contendership on somebody else's show, on some random show that a lot of people didn't watch and not yeah. be explained is justifiable criticism for people to say, look at, they didn't tell us the entire backstory of Dexter Loomis, but they did tell us his name and they did question why he's there and mm-hmm. pretend that's on the same level of a world title shot out of nowhere is silly yeah. and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it just goes back to the, Hey, these guys just don't like this product. So they're going to shit on the other product. Yeah. Uh, I did see a lot of speculation in general of like, oh, is Dexter Loomis' character going to be here to get revenge for being released and trying to get even for for the breaking up of the way or something? Like a whole bunch of theories on why Dexter Loomis is going to be here and what he's doing. And all mm-hmm. I could think of was the character Dexter Loomis is a mute. He's never spoken. Yeah. To me, the biggest problem with this debut of Dexter Loomis is we will never know his motivation. His character does does not ever speak. So no matter what happens next, 
there will always be a weird question mark behind him on why he's doing what he's doing. And that was how they did him in NXT, and that's why I largely didn't like the character in NXT. He was constantly um, just staring at people and acting weird, and then in important matches, and you kind of go, well, why? Why does this character give a shit? And uh, I yeah. don't feel like I ever got a good explanation, and I didn't really enjoy it for the most part. Uh, so I'm not excited about the concept of Dexter Loomis coming back as he was, but I am excited about the fact that there's changes and stuff, and I'm not looking – I'm not expecting a big fucking uh, uh, manifesto on his – Yeah, Heroes Welcome yeah. or manifesto as to what I'm doing and what my goals are. Like, I, we're not getting that. Yeah. He's going to be weird, and he's going to do weird shit, and it might fit into the show really neat, you know? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Well, see, I think a character like that that was released and back again, you know, isn't that the whole point of Judgment Day? Fuck yeah, dude. Bring him in. He's a creepy weirdo. And have guys like like uh, dude, Finn just mention how weird he is, you know? Yeah. But how great would that be if, like, Finn and Damien are even, like, kind of creeped out by him? Yeah. Like, they, they say, hey, come join us, this man, he just stares at him. And then just nods and said yes. And then for the coming weeks, you know, we're out here, this and that. And they kind of just keep looking back at him like, is he going to attack us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or he's not out there with him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they look back and he is back there. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they could have fun with it. And it could be enjoyable. Yeah. But as it stands, uh, I'm excited in some regards uh, and not anticipating too much in other regards. But it's pretty cool, dude. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an exciting time to watch WWE. Yes. Uh, and I just hope, one... like... Go ahead. Well, you know, the IWC... I hope they don't think that every week there's going to be a return. Correct. I and think then when there's not, yeah. they're going to be disappointed. Like, this is bullshit. This, this is the lowest rating Raw ever. Yeah. I honestly... I feel like what's going on is that Triple H is bringing in the people he wants to do a bunch of stuff with to shake it up. And I feel like there will be a point where we stop seeing the returns um, so regularly because we've been seeing kind of a a lot. Uh, But I think it's going to level out. And then I think we'll be seeing returns much more on the the pattern that it used to be. But I think he's just right now trying to fill up up the, the roster back again. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing any Twitch chat. Is there chat in Twitch? No. Oh, shit. Can you send me a screenshot so I can read it real quick? I'm seeing no Twitch chat. I'm wondering if my restream is... Let me look. Producer lady just told me that there's a bunch of chat in Twitch, and I'm not seeing it. No, I'm not seeing it there either. Hold on. Before we wrap it up, let me not... I don't know why my, uh, my thing's not showing it. Do you want to read it for me? Oh, that's... Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can pull up something. Oh, yeah, um, oh here we go. Here we go. Uh, Props to Bailey for coming up and uplifting the other women. Doubt that will be Charlotte. Wish for it could stop being so over the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Might be a great Strowman Lashley behind the scenes fight. Uh, I hope Dexter doesn't get stupid like the indie storyline. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if. I know a lot of people have been talking about the idea of Gargano coming back, and I know someone else was saying that if. Um, 
with Dexter coming back, it could lead towards Gargano coming in and being a voice for him and even teaming back up with, with Theory and bringing the way back together. Uh, I just desperately hope that's not the case. I felt like that was unwatchable. But you never know. It's hard to say. I think Dexter's going to need a mouthpiece, and I don't know who else, but I don't think I never thought the Dexter and Gargano pairing ever worked for me or made sense on any level at mm-hmm. all. But not even a little bit. So good luck to you. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, have last call? No. No. Uh, I think for our typical Thursday night chaser, it looks like we will most likely be doing that on Saturday. So stay subscribed and liked and get the notifications at WOTR of the show. Uh, I'll be driving out of town and hopefully posting live from uh, the WrestleMania ticket sale launch party thing they got a name for it i don't know what it is but i'm gonna go to that so that's gonna take up most of my thursday most of my friday so on saturday afternoon me and amanda jane whoever wants to come through and have a drink with us we'll be talking aew and nxt we got a few things going on over there that are pretty big so that's gonna be exciting uh outside of that we'll be back next year next week right here in the sky <laughs> bar of the iwc yeah, my- yeah, it's not the end. it's not December because I like I like that joke. <laughs> See you next year. So he's got to... I was like, hey, taking a hiatus. Apparently. Yep, <laughs> serious hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Instead of two days late, probably about like four months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> guys, we'll be back next week right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. That's the last call, guys. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.